Hey, everybody, and welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine, and it is October the 12th, 2022. 2022. I am so happy to have you here for a brand new show, although I got to say I'm a little disappointed. My numbers are really low. You know, I had the all-time, like, peak number of listeners on a show where I started the uh, description with, I got some, and I know you can't possibly all care that much, or maybe you were just wanting to see if I was lying or whatever, but uh, since that show, it kind of went back down to normal numbers, and then now, uh, the last two episodes have been abysmal, and I'm feeling hurt, feeling very hurt. You know, I put a lot of time into making these shows, like a lot, to make 20, maybe 25 minutes at the most of material for you guys, and I don't understand why nobody's tuning in. That makes me very sad, but that's okay. This is actually very therapeutic for me. I do the podcast because it makes me happy. I get to talk. I get to talk to myself. I work things out. I get things off my chest. And I hope that whoever listens is uh, getting a chuckle because that's all that matters to me. You know what? Let's have Caviar finish what they were doing with the Tangerine Speedo. Fucking get me a towel. Mr. Tangerine Speedo. You're all over town. Tangerine la 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 la. Talk of the town. Mr. Tangerine Speedo. Okay, so. Uh, funny story. You're going to love this, people. You know, I call myself fat guy, and I am a little uh, on the heavy side, but I'm not your traditional fat guy. Like, I'm 6'2", okay? And I'm just under uh, 300 pounds, and it's all in my belly, so it's not like I'm, you know, some uh, robust, you know, egg-shaped goblin of a man you know i'm actually pretty athletic and the muscles in my body are pretty strong and i've always been pretty fit it's just that i can't stop eating garbage and so the gut's taken over so i am at 62 and now down to 293 i think oh by the way i need to make a correction on a couple of episodes ago that uh the gay guys at nerds talking pointed out to me is that uh i said that i went from 298 to 154 or something like that uh, no 298 to 254 which would have been like a 40 fucking pound drop and i misspoke i meant to say 298 to 294 i weighed myself yesterday 293 i'm eating better psych uh but i am walking a lot up at the gym planet fitness and uh the pounds are coming off slowly but here's what happened to my fat ass. See, the reason I'm painting this picture for you is because I'm not what you would like. Someone wouldn't look at me and be like, damn, you know, like people would look at me and they'd be like, okay, average American, you know, he's tall, he's hot, he's attractive, he's a snappy dresser, you know, he's just a little out of shape maybe, but uh, I'd hit that, wouldn't kick that out of bed. So I want you to understand I'm not this blob, right? And today I broke my office chair. This really fucking nice office chair that I've had for like a year now. I bought secondhand. That doesn't matter, but I bought it secondhand. It was nice and worn in, but it was in great condition. Old man's office chair for years. Got it for 60 bucks. If you've never bought an office chair, let me just tell you, they are surprisingly fucking expensive. 
And since I have to put my ass in one for nine hours a day, five days a week, I'm going to have to actually spend some money on the next one. This one, like I said, was 60 bucks. It has served its purpose, but today I broke that some bitch. <laughs> and uh, what is this chair made out of? Uh, steel. <laughs> I fucking leaned back. I leaned back like Fat Joe, and I broke that some bitch right off. The fucking back of the chair snapped on the right side where the arm is connected, and I took a tumble, twisted a tendon in my knee. I'm fine. No need to worry. But I ate shit pretty good. And, uh, I took 20 minutes and I unscrewed the entire back of the chair, took it off, put it out by the garbage. And now I have a fucking stool, a padded stool covered in my very comfy teenage mutant Ninja Turtle blankies. But I have a stool nonetheless with no back. And wouldn't you know it after a couple of hours of work, my brain, not remembering that it doesn't have a back. Lean back and lean back fucking hard. And by the grace of God, did my feet catch the fucking end of my mattress and keep me from probably suffering a massive concussion. And when I say my feet caught the mattress, okay, my California King mattress, that's not off the floor. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a spring box and the mattress and the mattress is slightly bigger than the spring box. So the mattress is hanging slightly over the spring box. And when I went back, and I went back like I like there was a back to my chair, full fucking force. My right foot caught underneath my mattress, and I kicked that mattress like up into the fucking air. I'm I'm all alone. I'm in my house all by myself. Okay, I'm the only one here. So the scenario of me not catching my foot in that mattress is getting knocked unconscious, and the cats eat me at dinner time. That's the fate of Joey Valentine today uh, would have been, yesterday, excuse me, would have been had I not, uh, I don't know, if I just not gotten lucky. And uh, I'm scared to sit in it again, and I can't get another chair for two days because Amazon is the fastest I can get one. And I'm so fucking cheap, but I'm not. I just don't want to blow a lot of money on a chair, but I know if I don't, man, I might regret it. You know, so here I am, and I'm like, I'm all scared to sit in a new chair now. You know, first I was looking at gamer chairs, and I was looking at normal office chairs. And I'm like, well, I've never bought something and had to think, what's the max weight capacity that this chair can handle before it fucking buckles? That's what I have to do now. I have to go, well, that's a good-looking chair. Uh, we might wrap that up and take it home today, but what kind of weight can she handle? <laughs> well, how much do you weigh, sir? Well, that's none of your fucking business. Tell me how much the chair can stand, and I'll tell you whether you have a sale or not. And don't just fucking throw up a high number hoping you get it right. So I went onto Amazon, and instead of searching for uh, office chairs or gamer chairs, I searched for office chairs. For heavy people. <laughs> and wouldn't you know, before I had finished writing heavy people, I just pressed the H button. It auto-filled it for me. So guess what? It's a popular search. <laughs> Amazon's like, we're making a fucking killing off these fatties. Thank you, pandemic. Stay at home. Get fatter. So, yeah, as soon as I'm done editing the show and posting it, I am going to have to order a chair. I've got to get one. I don't. 
what am I going to do? Like drive up to Office Depot and, uh, and and fucking put one on the back of my scooter, even if it's completely disassembled in, an inco- in, a, in a box or something. What am I going to do? Tie a radio flyer to the end of my scooter and <laughs> pray? <laughs> I don't know, man. But uh, I am excited about getting a new chair. That's uh, what my life has come to. I'm very excited about a new chair. That's called getting older. When my mother used to take me shopping for things like fucking clothes, which she never let me buy what I wanted, and I never wore them anyway, because all my all my clothes my entire uh, time growing up were all other people's. See, I had all these rich skater friends, and their moms would buy them the shit they wanted, blind, fucked, you know, all that stuff, plan B. So I'd go stay at their house, and then I'd put their clothes on the next day and go home. And I do that a couple times a week, before, you know, and by the end of the summer, I had an entire wardrobe for the school year. But if, but my mom, you know, like she'd be like, all right, we need to go shopping for this. And be like, uh, you know, anything that you, as a child, if it wasn't like fast food or video games or going to the movies or something like that, it was not exciting to go. If it was like, let's, you know, like, let's go and get you, I don't know, you know, I, and I'm trying to think of a good example because my mom was always like, we need to go get you this or get you that. And I'd be like, eh, I'm busy. But now, not just a chair, but anything. I could be sitting at home and it's like, well, uh, a lot of flies in the house and uh, could sure use some fly traps. And I get excited. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to get some fly traps. Get dressed up, head out to the store. and I'm pricing fly fly paper <laughs> like hmm well this one's rated number one but for a few extra dollars more this one smells like lavender <laughs> i'm going up and down the aisles of heb looking for things to buy out of pure boredom and money burning a hole in my pocket they sell these little mexican candles with saints on them i'm fucking checking them out i'm reading the candles oh saint whatever St. Christopher of the played the harp and led rats out of Mexico. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, wow, what an interesting story. And I can burn. I don't know. I'm, I'm not Catholic. I don't know anything about it. But, you know, here I am <laughs> thinking about loading up on some saint scandals because why the fuck not? Right. And I have completely gone off subject Did I have a point. I'm getting a new chair. I'm fat. I broke it. The end. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you're happy to uh, hear that. Yeah. I'm starting to wonder if I should even be allowed to own a gun. You know, I'm like the most careful person with a gun, but I'm so fucking clumsy sometimes. And I think it's probably like a lot to do with my alcoholism. Like I'm still walking around like I'm drunk. My balance, my balance, my fucking uh, vertigo are all out of whack. So much more sober than when I was drinking. Like now walking feels awkward and I swear to you, if I was to get pulled over and get a field test right now, I would probably fail. I would fail miserably. My obsessive brain would think about it because you don't think about how you walk when you're walking. You only think about how you walk when someone tells you to, you know, when someone goes, like, if you think about breathing, you know, you're like, holy shit. Now all of a sudden my breathing's abnormal because I don't know when, like how many ins and outs are there in a minute? I don't know. You know, I'm thinking about about it right now. But if somebody, like, you could sit at home all day, right? And you could practice singing. You're in the mirror. You've been watching Patrick Swayze and Dirty Dancing. And you're like, now I. 
at the time of my life. And then, you know, like you're hitting the notes perfectly, right? And then someone comes over and you're like, man, I can really sing that time of my life song. And then your friend goes, oh, let me hear. And you go, I don't know. You're like, come on, man. It's just us. Okay. Now I had time. <laughs> so if someone were to ask me to walk right now, I'd probably fucking fall over. I'd be like, look, you can take my piss, my urine, my blood, my, my piss, my urine. You can take my piss, my blood, my breath, whatever. I'm, I haven't been drinking. I don't use drugs. I'm just naturally terrible at walking now. If you give me a few beers, I'll walk the line just fine. Right? Yeah. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and come right back. This is Courtney Love. And I want Joey Valentine in my hole. This summer on The CW, watch as one overweight boy tries to find his way in the city when he moves from Wisconsin to California. Welcome to your first day of physical education. Let's start with jumping jacks. To you there in the back, what's your name? <coughs> jo- Joey Valentine, sir. Valentine, your one fat, disgusting, fat body. Get down and give me 20. 20, right. 20, uh, 20 push-ups. Okay, here we go. All right. Uh, uh. All right, one. We're going for one. See Mr. Valentine humiliate himself amongst his peers as he tries to find love for the first time. Hey, uh, hi. I'm I'm Joey, uh, new in town. And uh, I was wondering if maybe you would like to go out. I'm you're fucking fat and gross. Well, that's not very nice. I mean, why? You smell like back fat. Okay. Your tits are bigger than mine. <laughs> I miss Wisconsin. I miss cheese. <laughs> Tune in this summer for my fat Valentine. Only on the CW. All right, welcome back to Fat Guy Loves Cake, your second half of the show. It's not going to be too super duper long because no one's listening. I ought to like give you guys a timeout, maybe take a couple of weeks off. We'll see who makes you laugh then. Just kidding, don't stop listening. Um, you know me, I'm just fucking bipolar. Not really, but I sure act like it, don't I? Shut the fuck up. Do the show. Okay. So, uh, a shout out to uh, Angela Lansbury. Unfortunately, she passed away on October the 11th yesterday, and she was a great star of stage and screen. If you do not know who Angela Lansbury is, uh, she was a huge hit on a show called Murder, She Wrote, and it was kind of like the female version of Matlock. And if you don't know what Matlock is, you probably shouldn't know what Matlock is because it's even old for me. And But just know it's like a murder mystery series, and it's still pretty solid. I give it a, a two thumbs up, five slices of cake. Funny thing about that show, anyone that's listening, if you've ever watched that show, even as a child, when I watched reruns of it at my grandmother's, I used to think, okay, now imagine there are like 25 episodes, hour-long episodes a season for multiple seasons, okay? And in every one of them, someone is murdered. It's called Murder, She Wrote. But the thing is, and this is also something that Matlock shares in common with this show, is that every fucking episode, the person that dies is someone she knows. Either they work with her, they're a family member, 
They're an old friend. They're a friend of a friend. And there has never been one episode where she's not connected to them in some fucking way. And I got to tell you, man, if I knew Angela Lansbury's character in real life, I'd be like, you can stay the fuck away from me. Like, I don't even want to know you. That's some scary shit, right? And why, why aren't the police questioning her? You know, in the show, hey, uh, Miss, whatever her character's name was, I'm just going to say Lansbury. I'll say, Miss Lansbury, um, don't you find it kind of just a little bit coincidental that like the last 50 cases of murders that you solved have been people that you knew like intimately and personally or were related to? Don't you find it a little bit queer that everyone you know dies? Same fucking thing on Matlock. It's even worse on Matlock. Matlock starred Andy Griffith, and I only know Matlock because, again, reruns in syndication at my grandmother's house. Old people fucking love Matlock. I also love Andy Griffith. That's who plays Matlock. The Andy Griffith show is awesome. You know, it's the 50s. It's black and white. It's wholesome, good, clean, fun. And uh, Andy Griffith played Matlock. He's a lawyer, and he's always defending his friends. Every one of his fucking friends gets framed for murder every week. His friends call him. I'm not bullshitting you. It's always a friend. It's never been some guy like, uh, I got your name out of the phone book, or uh, your card was in the uh, jail cell, or my friend suggested you a long, long time ago, or the bail bondsman. No, it's always like, hey, Ben. Ben, and he's like, oh, Richard, so good to hear from you. I haven't seen you since your mother's wedding. I've missed you a lot. And he's like, okay, Ben, but I'm in jail. I've been framed for murder. And he's like, oh, no. And they all happen in Atlanta, okay? Like every fucking murder happens in Atlanta. It's not like people that he used to know are calling him from New York and he flies out or L.A. No, they're in Atlanta and they know him. And it's like it's just a little bit fucking coincidental, but that's, you know, suspension of disbelief you don't want to go poking holes in things like some kind of fucking nerd like the people who watch sci-fi and star wars and and, i mean i love star wars but i would never sit down and watch star wars and go okay here's what's wrong with star wars like if i ever had to listen to somebody spout that rhetoric in my presence i would just lose my shit like you do not Like, Star Wars is a masterpiece, and there is no such thing as a perfect movie. And when you watch movies, the whole reason they are so much fun is because they're not real. If life was like Star Wars, nobody would ever go to the fucking movies. We'd be drinking in the cantina, listening to the cantina band, watching Jedis slice monsters' arms off with their lightsabers, and traveling through space in spaceships. We wouldn't fucking care about dissecting movies. So please give me a small fucking break, nerds, when you talk about how a movie's not realistic. No shit. You want to know how Con Air would have actually ended once they found out that the plane had been taken over by nothing but convicts and all of the other people were dead? You know, the law and, you know, law enforcement? They would have shot it out of the fucking sky. The end. There wouldn't have been this witty dialogue and massive amounts of Michael Bay fueled action where they make these amazing stunts happen and drive cars over things and land planes in the middle of Vegas. Okay. That's not real life. If I wanted to see real life, I could just turn on the fucking news. It ends like this man goes nuts, gets shot by police. Okay. 
You could stretch that into two hours if you want, but we all know how it ends. I don't want to know how it ends. And I don't want you to tell me that somebody did something wrong in Star Wars. Yeah, I pressed my own button here. It grinds my gears. Okay? Uh? <laughs> you don't want to be one of those fucking people, man. It's like, well, that would never happen. Well, no fucking shit. That's why it took like a hundred people to set up five seconds of shooting that film for that one explosion and that guy flipping out of the car and landing on his feet. It took them probably a month to film 10 seconds because it could never fucking happen. But when it does happen, it's awesome. It's like when somebody throws something at you and you make that perfect one-handed catch and they're like, oh shit, nice catch. You're like, yeah, that's what those moments in movies are like. And you have to enjoy them. Sometimes they happen. Sometimes you throw a bottle up in the air and it lands right side up on the table. So don't tell me that Nick Cage can't fly a fucking jumbo jet full of convicts and landed in Las Vegas after fighting with them the entire time while John Cusack is chasing them from a control tower. I've lost my mind. I'm way off subject and didn't get to anything I was supposed to. But that's going to end it for this show today. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy hump day. You guys know how to reach me. Fat guy loves cake at yahoo.com. Hug your children, kiss your kitty cats, and please, Patrick told you so. Be nice. I will see you on Friday, and I'm going to let the sweet, sweet voice of Mr. Rick James take you out and tell you all about Miss Mary Jane.